Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. Jumpstart number 2597, first written May 19th, 2021. Mark chapter 10, verse 22. But at these words, he was saddened, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Our verse today is the conclusion of the Lord's conversation with a rich young ruler. He had a one-on-one talk with the Lord. What an amazing experience that would have been. Can you imagine just you and Jesus? This young man had many great things going for him. He was wealthy. That beats most young people. Many today have student loans and are just getting started in their careers, and they're not making much. Our verse says he owned much property. That is remarkable. He was also a ruler, a ruler at a young age. It sounds as if he inherited this, but we simply do not know. He came to Jesus. He didn't just come, he ran. He bowed before Jesus, even though he was a ruler. He didn't seem, he didn't see himself as superior to Jesus or even as an equal. Equals stand toe to toe and face to face and have conversations. This man bowed before Jesus. He had a question for Jesus. It was the greatest question he could have asked. It was about eternal life. He understood that he had to do something to obtain eternal life. He understood that there is an eternal life. He wanted to know just what he had to do to get this. This young man had a problem, and he didn't realize it. He had an idol in his heart. There was someone greater than Jesus in his life. It was his wealth. His possessions had become his God. He wanted Jesus, but not more than his possessions. He had followed Jesus, but with certain terms and restrictions. Jesus was honest with him. Jesus told him the truth. Jesus wanted him to follow Sell all you have, he says, and give it to the poor. Follow me. With these words, the excitement dropped. His expression changed. One translation says that his face fell. He became gloomy. He was saddened. He had to run to Jesus with great anticipation and hope. Now he walked away, likely slowly, disappointed, and saddened. Here was a person who was disappointed with Jesus. Jesus didn't do what he expected, nor what he wanted. He came running, now he left with his face down. It's just not the way he thought it would be. Divine disappointments, that's a topic to look into. Many have divine disappointments. Let's give that some thought. First, it happens when prayers are not answered the way we want them to be. I pray and either nothing or the opposite happens. I pray and things do not turn out like I wanted. Divine disappointment. It causes one to wonder why even pray if it doesn't do any good. Prayers answered no are still answered prayers. They are not answered the way you may want it to be, but no is an answer. There are some things to consider here. First, it's always God's will, not my will be done. God is running the universe, not us. We see things from our little spot, and we think we know all that there is to know. We can't see into tomorrow. God is already there. God sees things that we will never see. Secondly, it is possible that I've prayed for things that I shouldn't have prayed for. God will not violate his eternal will just for you. Asking for a miracle when God no longer does miracles is not according to his will. Wanting God to save someone who has a closed and indifferent heart is not according to his will. Third, it may be that my expectations are out of line. God is not a magical genie that answers my every call. He doesn't owe me three wishes. We are to serve God and not the other way around. But also, divine disappointments happens when I expect the church to do things that it cannot or will not do. The church must follow the pattern of God in the scriptures. 
I want the church to put on a carnival for my kids. It won't do that. I want the church to buy me a new car. It won't do that. I want the church to come and clean my house. It won't do that. I want the church to babysit my little ones. The church won't do that. Now, some modern churches are all about these things. They'll educate your kids, walk your dog, wash your car. They'll make you laugh and dry your tears and analyze why you are the way you are. Congregations that are serious about following the New Testament and being the Lord's church are serious about sticking with what you read in the New Testament. These places will teach God's word. They will guide you and encourage you. Their mission is to honor God and get folks ready for heaven. They'll teach. They'll preach. They'll worship. That's the purpose. That's what they're designed to do. And when someone is looking for the buffet table, they will be disappointed. When some are looking for the game night, they'll be disappointed. What about ball games, movie nights, free popcorn? Nope. The home can do that. The community can do that. But the church has another purpose. You don't take your car to the post office for an oil change. They won't do that. You don't take your dog there to be groomed. They won't do that. The post office has a specific function. It'll sell you stamps and mail your packages. That's the function. Does one get angry, disappointed, and disgusted that he can't get his oil chains and dog groomed at the post office? If he does, he simply doesn't understand. It's the same thing for the New Testament church. People expect the church to be a school, a gym, a place to eat, a place for entertainment, a place to find a date, a place to do your nails, and just about everything and anything except prepare you spiritually for heaven. That is the function. That is the purpose of the church. And then thirdly, God can be disappointed in us when we don't do as we ought to do. There is really no excuse. It's not that we don't know. It's in the Bible. God has left us examples to follow. I expect Jesus was disappointed with this rich young ruler because he walked away from Jesus. I wonder how many times the Lord may be disappointed in us when we choose forbidden fruit, listen to other voices, and follow other paths than what he has shown us. The rich young ruler walked away from Jesus very sad. His face fell. He had run to Jesus in excitement, but now he was disappointed. Many are still walking away from Jesus sad. They want to do whatever they want to do. They want to marry anyone and everyone. They want little commitment. They want to live like a sinner and die like a saint. And it simply won't work that way. Disappointed. I wonder what this young ruler told folks when he got back home. Did he trash talk Jesus? Did he blame Jesus? Did he make it all Jesus' fault? The Lord would give him eternal life, but it had to be the way the Lord said it. The problem wasn't with Jesus. It was the heart of this young ruler. And in the same way, our divine disappointments are not really with the Lord or his church, but with us. Unwilling to change, we will be disappointed. Holding on to vain and worldly expectations, we will be disappointed. Not wanting to follow the Bible, we will be disappointed. Wanting Jesus on our terms, we will be disappointed. All of this sure makes a person think, doesn't it? Thank you so much for listening.